morning, good evening, and good afternoon. I hope you guys have been having a fantastic week. I know I am. And I am still staying in law school until 8 o'clock. It is not fun. I mean, I am learning. That is the good thing. I am learning. But still, I really wish that I would get out at a better time than 8 o'clock. Heck, I even spent almost all day Saturday working on outlines, framework. Let me tell you, if you go to law school, say goodbye to your social life. It is non-existent. But anyway, that's not what I want to talk to you guys about this week. This week, I want to talk about an old anime slash card game. That is my favorite. I'm telling you, I used to play this game all the time when I was younger. Heck, whenever I get to comic book stores, I still see if they have or host this game. Because of honestly, the popularity of this game has definitely dipped in the past 10 years. And you know what that game is? It is the magical, the majestic. Yu-Gi-Oh! Sorry, I had to I had to do that. Oh my god. Do you guys remember Yu-Gi-Oh? I remember Yu-Gi-Oh watching it as if it was yesterday. Surprisingly enough, it wasn't. But still, man, waking up Saturday mornings, turning on the TV, seeing Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, facing off against Kaiba, maybe Joey, or just some random goons, basically drawing those cards, hitting them on his dual disc, and just seeing those holograms pop up. I mean, my God, those were the days. And let me tell you, one thing that really, really was great about this card game was that if you watch the anime, you learned how to play the game. That was amazing. I mean, look at freaking Pokemon. You basically watch the anime, you're not learning how to play Pokemon, at least the card game. If you play on uh, like a Switch or a whatever, like what, 10, 12 years ago, it would be the DS or Game Boy. Sure, you learned how to play Pokemon. Hey, this is weak against this one. This one, this type is stronger against this type. You learn, but not the card game. The card game is totally different, kind of plays like magic. But anyway, that was the great thing about Yu-Gi-Oh! It was easy to pick up because you watch the anime and you're able to pick it up because they actually play the card game. Magic the Gathering, you had to read the rules or whatever because they didn't really have an anime. Which is strange because you would figure a popular card game like that would have its own anime. But anyway, like I was saying before, I used to wake up watching Yu-Gi-Oh! I used to, every chance I got, used to duel with people. I mean, back between 2002 and 2013, Yu-Gi-Oh! was at its peak. It was amazing. And every morning, it would be on four kids. You would have, of course, you have the original series, you had GX, you had 5Ds, and that's where it all went down. But Anyway, I'm not here to talk about Yu-Gi-Oh! the anime. I'm actually here to talk about the card game itself and how its evolution has kind of caused the game to dip a bit. Now, if you guys didn't know, Yu-Gi-Oh! actually didn't start off as a card game like Pokemon did. Pokemon actually started out as a card game, got popular, then came the manga, and of course later the anime and the video games. Yu-Gi-Oh! started off as a manga. So there was no card games to base off of. It started back in 1996. And the card game didn't come out in Japan at least until 1999. And for us in the US, it didn't come out until 2002. 
So that's a big gap. And of course, with all the arcs that they had for Yu-Gi-Oh, they were able to build off monsters. They had to come up with a lot of these monsters' abilities from scratch. And of course, had to take the rules from Yu-Gi-Oh, the manga, and basically find out if it was applicable in real life. And the biggest difference between Yu-Gi-Oh, the card game, and other card games is that you could just place the monsters down without needing mana, without having to garner energy. In the first arc of Yu-Gi-Oh, which was uh, Pegasus, you could just throw down any monster you want, and the stronger the monster, the better chances you were at winning. So it was all a numbers game. Of course, you had your spell cards, your trap cards. You can tribute summon to tribute these monsters with these weird special effects. But it was definitely different from other card games. In, of course, Magic the Gathering, you need to garner ma uh, mana to even summon a monster. Some attacks, you need to use mana to use the attacks. Pokemon's the same thing. It's energy. You need a certain amount of energy to summon some something, and you need a certain amount of energy to attack. Yu-Gi-Oh! You can attack willy-nilly. The magic cards and trap cards were there for your protection or to basically gain you an advantage. And once the Pegasus era was over, of course, you had Kaiba's tournament where they added new rules where you basically had to sacrifice monsters to basically summon them. If I remember anything, anything above four to five, you needed to sacrifice one. Six to about nine, you needed to sacrifice two monsters. And ten and above, you needed three monsters to sacrifice. So it was pretty simplistic in its rules. But the best thing about that was they were able to create different cards for different situations. Each time they had a new um, season of Yu-Gi-Oh, they would add some interesting cards. So like in Kaiba City... And in Pegasus, we got field cards, which basically changed the battle and either gained life points or helped you gain an advantage because of the type of monster you were able to do. Like I said, to jump into Yu-Gi-Oh! was pretty simple compared to the other ones. But interesting enough, I think that the people who made Yu-Gi-Oh! felt that they had to basically update it and make the game evolve every single time because every single time there was a new anime for Yu-Gi-Oh! under the same Yu-Gi-Oh! name, the rules would be updated or evolve in a different way. So of course, in uh, I mean, it was touched upon when, when it came to polymerization in the original series, but once you got to GX, it was the main thing. You could fuse monsters here and there. It expanded upon it. It went dive deeper where you could basically sacrifice monsters, put them in the graveyard, put them in exile, and still be able to fuse through there. They, of course, introduced new uh, monster types like hero, gems, dark heroes, and a whole bunch of other things. And it was great because it was cool seeing these things on TV and be able to purchase them and use them. Now, the one thing that was also kind of different in Yu-Gi-Oh! was that a lot of times the abilities that were in the anime did not translate into the card game. And not to mention, a lot of the fusions didn't transfer either. Because in the anime, they just threw down a polymerization and were able to fuse whatever monster they needed. That didn't happen in the card game. You needed the specific card to be able to fuse. Trust me, I would have loved to fuse different monsters around and just did whatever with it. Because I don't think they had, what, what was one of the bigger fusions? Blue Eyes, Dark Magician? That would have been crazy. I would have loved it. But again, 
like everything else, it needed to evolve to keep people interested. And after GX and after the fusions, we basically had 5Ds, which introduced synchro monsters. Now, the one thing I forgot to mention when I was talking about polymerization monsters was the fact that you, besides having your main deck, you had something called an extra deck. For the original series, it was basically made with fusion monsters and tribute summon monsters where you had to do a ritual. Now, when it came to synchro monsters, it actually made the extra deck a lot larger and relevant for metagaming, where you were basically strategizing to tune up your monsters and basically use them to win the game, whether it be throwing down a weak, two weak monsters that can synchro together to come up with either a stronger monster or a weaker monster with a better special ability that you can use to your advantage. It was great, and for a time, you could do so much metagaming where you can come with a great strategy, you can basically base your deck upon one synchro monster or one card altogether where it's basically helping you summon that monster. Or even if that monster dies, they work together to bring that monster back. Like I said, it added a great mechanic to the game and I absolutely loved it. But after 5Ds, things started to go downhill because the anime took a hit. And not a lot of people were updated with the new rules, which came through XYZ monsters, which basically gave you the ability to throw down two monsters with the same star level and basically allow you to summon more monsters willy nilly. Now, it wasn't a bad thing, not per se, but it was kind of weird throwing down, let's say... You had two summons, one was a level 4 monster and the other one was a level 4 monsters. You could just put them together and summon another monster on top of that. Now the thing that made it different was the fact that instead of putting those two cards into the graveyard, you would actually put the new summon monster on top of them. And if you were basically, now I'm working off memory here, destroy one of the cards that were used for the summon, the monster went away. So it didn't change up the game a bit, but it did kind of make the game boring. And the thing after Zexel and XYZ monsters that really turned away players were Pendulum monsters. And this was the thing that turned away so many different players from Yu-Gi-Oh! Because not only did it change the board for the very first time, it introduced these monsters that were able to summon so many different monsters all at once through, I think it was called Chain Links, that made the game very boring very fast because one, it basically became who can summon what first and stack the board before the other player got a chance to do anything. And the thing that made Yu-Gi-Oh! fun was the whole thing about strategizing. Okay. I summon this monster first round. I'm gonna. I'm waiting for this card to come up, and hopefully, I'm able to finish this by round six or seven, and we'll have some fun and be dramatic. But with Pendulum monsters, it was like, all right, I have this card. It allows me to summon these, 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 and these. And not to mention, like I said before, they changed the board so these monsters were able to have their own special spot and have abilities that were just terrible honestly being able to summon all these monsters at once really took away from the fun of the game and like i said it really turned away a lot of old players because it just started to get complicated and it just became a numbers game before like okay i'm just gonna want this card because it's gonna allow me to win the game this way or i just want these cards 
And I'm not even going to strategize around the deck. I just want these monsters to be summoned. And I'll just throw in a bunch of powerful cards that kind of complement that. That wasn't the Yu-Gi-Oh we grew up with. Sure, you had old cards that surrounded one specific card. But those strategies took their time and it was fun. Like I said, I mean, I remember playing with one of my friends. He had a dragon deck. And you would have to summon a few cards here and there to make your strategy work. But it took time. You basically looked at, it was like playing poker in a sense. You basically had to have the best poker face. And sometimes you'd get lucky and have the card that you need. So like I said, my friend did a blue eyes deck. And one of the most broken cards out there that I hated was, uh, I forgot what this chick is called, but Mrs. Blue Eyes or S Servant of Blue Eyes. Where if you attack this chick, you're, she basically went from attack mode, defense mode, or whatever, canceled out the attack, and basically summoned the Blue Eyes White Dragon off the, basically from the deck or hand, onto the field automatically. But that was it. You just got to summon one monster off the pack. What Pendulumium monsters, you basically were able to summon several monsters per turn and basically made it broken again. I mean, it. I played through a tournament not too long ago where these guys were using these Pendulum monsters and it wasn't fun anymore. Done within two rounds. Like, that wasn't the Yu-Gi-Oh I grew up with. That wasn't fun. And then after Pendulum monsters, you had Link monsters, which changed the board again. And it opened up the extra deck even more. So now you basically need a monster to get into some of your extra deck monsters. This also limited some of the extra deck mechanics. And it was so bad that they had to revert it and basically change it again. And you know what's the funny thing? And the thing that makes me laugh? During all this madness between the Pendulum... The Link Monsters, they came out with a Yu-Gi-Oh! movie. And you know what that Yu-Gi-Oh! movie was about? Original Yu-Gi-Oh! It's crazy. Like, they're adding all these extra mechanics to a game, but when it comes to uh, putting out a movie, they go back to the original because that's where the fans are. I even heard of tournaments that don't want anything to do with Pendulum or Link Monsters and just go back to the old days where it was basically Synchro polymerization, uh, ritual, and sometimes XYZ because, I mean, given XYZ wasn't as popular as the other three, but it was still fun. It didn't change the board, and not to mention, there was a bigger fan base for those. So older people who just watch the anime, have their decks, and know the basics of the game could still jump in and have some fun. Like I said, I was at a tournament where I was playing against someone who used Pendulum Monsters, and it was kind of sad seeing people be done within two minutes. Three, four minutes, I think the longest match was about six minutes, and that was because the guy didn't draw the right hand, but he already had like four or five monsters onto the field first turn. So it was kind of sad to see, and it didn't look like anybody was enjoying themselves too much, because it was like, alright, I gotta rush this, da 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 like I said, that that's not fun, and that's the problem with Yu-Gi-Oh! They feel like they have to evolve when they already have the perfect game. Just let people synchro. Just add and complement the game. Don't change the board again. That's the thing about Magic, too. Magic has been around for decades, and they've kept basically the same rule. The only thing that they changed is basically adding new mechanics, which is optional. Some of these different mechanics include Commander, Booster Draft, Standard, Pioneer, Modern, Seal Deck, Explorer, Com 
Commander Draft, Brawl, Conspiracy, Two-Headed Giant, Legacy. Like I said, all these different game modes are optional. Sometimes they have different rules per se where they kind of change the game up a bit. But these are different formats that you're able to play. When it comes to Yu-Gi-Oh!, the official one is whatever the new anime decides to make up. And that's the problem. I wouldn't have this much of a big problem with Yu-Gi-Oh! If they went with this style, we're okay, we're just gonna stick with these different formats and these are the different stuff that you can do. No, this one is the official rulebook. We have this one, which is also the official gameplay that you have to use and you can't use or these monsters are banned. Sure, does Magic have a ban list? Yes, but they don't count for every single game mode that's out there. It kind of sucks that Yu-Gi-Oh's main rulebook always changes for whatever they decide to put in the anime instead of just staying still and just building upon stuff like making different game modes like Magic. It's not that hard and if they would just stick to something like Magic did, they would still be popular as they were 20 years ago. Because honestly, Yu-Gi-Oh is starting to die and that's really sad to see something I loved once start to wither away. Sure, is it still popular in some places, but globally, it's been really sinking. If you go to, uh, oh my god, I'm still gonna mispronounce this, Konomi, Kaomi's website, and start to try to register for a tournament, the website is terrible, it's backwards, because honestly, it looks like someone who made the website didn't care if anyone was gonna register. So that kinda shows you where Yu-Gi-Oh is at now. If this was like 20 years ago peak Yu-Gi-Oh, you know that website would have been reformatted every single year to make sure people were able to register that this was happening, that this was happening because money was there to be made. And that's not the case now. Heck, even now when I was little, I would go up to Walmart and see all these different Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I would beg my mom to buy them for me. And all this different stuff. And now when I go to the Walmart or Target or whatever, I rarely see Yu-Gi-Oh! anymore. Even in comic shops. It's hard to see Yu-Gi-Oh! anywhere. Sometimes you just have to ask for it. <sighs> it's definitely a sad sight to see that this is where Yu-Gi-Oh! has gone. But when you keep changing and jumping around, you gotta expect that you're gonna lose the fan base that help you build yourself up to the top. But... Anyway, that's it for this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed my little history lesson and problems that I have with Yu-Gi-Oh! now. And listen, if you ever want to duel me, I'm ready. As long as we don't play with any Pandalomia monsters or Link monsters, I'm good. We're doing this old school and I will show you how badly my deck will whoop yours. And that's a promise. I hope you guys enjoy this week's episode. I hope you and your friends listen, tell people about it, and please help me make this podcast popular. But I'll see you guys next week, and I hope you guys have a good one because you know where I'm going to be at this entire week? At law school, studying, studying, studying. As you can see, my social life is amazing. But like I said, sayonara, see you later, and have a good one. Goodbye.